Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. And I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who read, readers who write, and, and everyone, everyone who, who loves, loves words. Today, yes. <laughs> we are talking about something that I am very excited about because this is something I've been thinking about for a while. But we're going to talk a little bit about strengths and weaknesses and playing to your strengths and how that plays into the types of stories you tell and the genres you choose and all of that. I, this is something I've been thinking about for a while. Just the, um, I think, you know, Laura, I like to experiment with different genres. (laughs) I've written all kinds of different genres and it's been really fascinating to me to start to realize like what plays best to my strengths. And as I've also been working with clients and doing development edits, like looking at that too. I think that sometimes we choose to write certain genres because we love them when there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. But if your goal is to be published um, and it's not just for yourself and for fun, which is totally fine too. But if your goal is to be published, I highly recommend starting to think about, is this genre really the right fit for my strengths and my skills? Yes. Um, and so Laura and I are going to talk a little bit about our strengths and weaknesses and things yeah. like that today. But I think one of the things I would recommend is, um, and this comes from James Scott Bell, which, you know, I, everyone knows I love because yes. I talk about him all the time. Um, <laughs> but he recommends going through and rating yourself kind of on a scale. Of, I mean, he says one to 10. I heard once that you shouldn't use a one to 10 scale because there's a midpoint and you don't like if a midpoint lets you kind of cop out and say like, oh, well, I'm right in the middle of this. So you should yeah. use a one to seven because then you like have to choose high or low. Um, I like that. Yeah. Anyway. So I tend to use one to seven scales. Although when I did this for myself, I like got frustrated. One to seven didn't give enough variety. So then I put in decimal points. <laughs> the kind of the categories that he, um, I don't remember if these are exactly, I, I think these are mostly mm-hmm. his categories, although I did kind of break out stuff a little bit differently. Um, or like broke some of his categories into smaller categories, but essentially he says like, go through these categories and rate yourself on each of them. So he has character and I would say like rate yourself both on character development and on character arcs, because I think they're different things. Yeah. Writing character change and writing character, like deep, full fleshed out characters are different. Absolutely. I would rate yourself on both separately and then rating on dialogue, rating on description, setting, theme, structure. Um, he says structure and plot together. I separate these out a little bit too, because I think just for my, like, this is personal. This is not anything based on yeah. anything anyone else says or how they, other people use these words. But I think of structure as that like three-part act. You're like hitting all the beats, you know, your inciting yeah. incident, your midpoint, like all of that kind of things. And then I think of plot a little more as the like um, drive from point A to point B, the cause and effect. Mm-hmm. Like, am I taking, is there a clear logic to the progression of yes. what's happening? Um, and I think that sometimes those can be different strengths. They often go hand in hand, but sometimes different. Yeah. Um, and then rating yourself on a scene level. So does like sometimes mm-hmm. people can be great on like they can have really solid scenes, but those scenes aren't arranged in a way that makes a solid plot or structure. Yeah. Um, but their scene can come, you know, from a point A to point B or kind of have that that structure internally. Um, and then on voice. And I just I mm-hmm. thought this was such an interesting practice and such a difficult practice <laughs> to write. Yeah things but it was so helpful and as you start to look at that then you can start to look at genres 
And what happens is like when you start really looking at genres, you'll start to notice that there are areas within these categories that play to certain genres. And most genres, I think, have at least two that they really like excel in. So for example, or like that you really need to be masters of these things in order to to master this genre. For example, like literary fiction is really big on theme. Like you need to have strong themes and you and characters. Like it's character driven, it's strong themes. Those are kind of your two like you got to be strong in those to really write literary fiction. Um, Setting and description are going to be other strengths in literary fiction. Uh, But in like romance, for example, I would say that character is needs to be strong and dialogue needs to be strong. And generally your scene level needs to be strong, not necessarily your plot or structure. (laughs) Contrary to that, like mystery, I think you need a strong structure. You need a strong plot. Yes. Generally, you need strong scenes and a strong voice, but you don't necessarily need strong characters. Sometimes the characters can fall a little bit flat. You know, like some of the other things get dropped. Like like in a lot of ways, you can't be good at all of these and no single genre can be good at all of these. So different genres play to different ones. And I think it's really helpful. I don't think people usually think about it this way. And I think it's really helpful to start to think about, okay, I want to write this genre. What's, what do I need to be strong at in order to do that? So how can I work to, to get better at those things? Or these are my strengths. How can I, what genre is going to be best, best fit for that? Well, and what I think is interesting, especially with this part of like this process is really starting to think of if you have a part, like, if you go through this process and are like, mm-hmm. this one I struggle with. Yeah. And you want to write that thing. Yeah. Start working on those skills yeah. that, yeah, exactly. or reading things that kind of help give you examples of people mm-hmm. doing it well. Mm-hmm. As I was looking at it, I kind of went into the modes of writing, which usually people say are there are five. And, you know, action, description, yeah. exposition, dialogue, action, that was the other one, interior yeah. monologue. Yeah. And those all, you can kind of do similar things with that too, of, yeah. of going in and saying, action isn't my strong suit, or, you know, I need to work yeah. on dialogue. And I think like, what's interesting is, as you were talking about mystery, I've been working on, in the back of my mind, on a noir mystery yeah. that's still well, a noir alive. is a little bit different too yeah. because you're you're gonna it really is. need setting and and strong description absolutely mm-hmm. and, and that's and that why i like too. noir yep. yeah that's, and that's why i like noir is it's yeah. highly it is very voicey it is very yes. over the top it is like to the ridiculous you have the little details you have the over potent saturated yes. smells and I love that. That is part of what I love. Well, and, and it's but, a strength of yours. Yes. So it plays well. But <laughs> the difficult thing with the difficult thing with mystery is making like you definitely have to know the details of the thing, but then you have to make it look like you're you are doing that magic trick of being like, look over here. Yeah. Like and so it's that not just getting the details in there, which I am also good at. But it is getting that structure right so that it does not give away the game. It keeps pulling them along and it shifts focus. Like that constant shifting focus is something that doesn't just come. Yeah, you have to have those complex plotting 
Yeah. Yes. But the hardest part for me is action sequences mm-hmm. um, because I get bogged down in things mm-hmm. and I get in a little bit like too in my brain on them. And so doing it in such a way that it feels normal and like yeah. the action is streamlined into things like it's almost like you start to get a little robotic in your thinking or too detailed and you yeah. have to like rub out this hand detail. is here and it's like, like, absolutely yeah. like you have to get into the what is the key thing that needs to happen and why like even the tempo if you yeah. think about it in terms of chronology as well yeah. of do we slow this down? Like pace is something that I think we talk about and often we're like, oh, the pace was good, but we don't often think about, there are times when we slow it down, when we like break it down to a second by second thing, or when we speed it up, like all of those things kind of play into those. Um, And there are definitely some things with that that I'm working on to get the skills in order to execute it in the way I want to. Well, and pacing is another one of those that you can rate yourself on and see, you know, um, absolutely where you fall on that. And, and I think pacing isn't necessarily, do I tend to write slower pace or faster pace, which I I think is a good question to ask yourself, but also knowing when to do what, and that's hard. Oh yeah. Uh, But I, I love the point about like working on something though and like knowing where those weaknesses are and then choosing to develop them and I think so I recently started co-writing with someone and the biggest thing that has been fascinating to me is that we have really different strengths and we went into it knowing that um and being really open about that and as we've written like I get to see her add in things like, because we have a shared document, like I get to see her add in the things that I'm not good at. And there's so much I'm learning from observing that, like from seeing like, oh, this is how I can do that better. Um, So I think that's another way, like finding ways to like exercise and practices that can work on that weakness, but also finding other people who are good at it. And like, how can I, how can I learn from them, even just reading their stuff? Or how can I even partner with them to so we can kind of fill in each other's holes. Um, yes. But I'm a huge fan of like, like so I, I think that's important. But I also feel like you could spend so much time trying to fix your weaknesses that you don't ever oh, get yeah. published because you're not playing Absolutely. your thing, You know, because it's just not, you're yeah. never going to shine in that area necessarily. And so I think sometimes like we need to just play to our strengths and do that thing that we're good at. While also, sure, working on the other things yeah. and trying to get stronger at those things that, that are weaknesses. But that was like such a freeing thing for me to realize like I would not have published this year if I didn't do that like because it was because I realized like okay this is what I'm good at and that's okay to just own that and be like good at that and not you know like I had spent years working on you know I wrote eight books in the last four or five years and just trying to like develop them and edit them and take them through one more edit and one more revision and oh sending to betas and you know like I had books that I'd sent to like three different rounds of betas and I was constantly working on them and it was only when I finally said like this isn't playing to my strengths like this story is great I love it there's things about it that are good but it's not like I I can't tell this story as well like as I could tell a different story and when I started like leaning into that 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 I really felt like okay 
I can just put this out there because it's not, yeah. it's not perfect. It doesn't have all of these categories just right. I don't get all of the, you know, like, but it's, it's strong on the things that it's strong in and that's okay. Excellent. Yes, it does. Do you mind if I talk a little bit about what we both are writing right at this yeah. point? Yeah. Because we're actually writing in the same genre, which I find funny, but writing probably, I mean, I know we're writing very different things. <laughs> and I love that, that this genre actually allows for that. So we're both writing in romance and I find it funny because we really leaned into romance on the podcast this year. And I don't think that was an accident. We actively were trying to choose what we Things that brought us joy. (laughs) Yes. Things that brought us joy, pleasure, things that actually kind of, um, without it being like something too far outside the wheelhouse, just naturally felt like a fit and I've been actually in the process of writing one that I've thought about for the last six months but I I started writing it in the middle of August and I'm actually about hopefully a week from being done I didn't realize you were that close that's so exciting oh yeah (laughs) way to go I I am 98% done I am getting the little things I mean of my of my draft that's then yeah. going to yeah. go to some people to read. But I am enjoying the process differently than I've enjoyed anything else that I've written. And mm-hmm. I do love the things that I've written previously. I've written in historical fiction. I you know, have been kind of working on that mystery. And I love the stories themselves. This has been a joy to write. And mm-hmm. it has been an ease to write. Yeah. It is funny, though, when I compare the things that I needed to use for both of those, I've actually leaned on different skills. Like the dialogue for this came so easy Mm. compared to those other forms. And I do think that there's something to be said for sometimes changing genres or even changing characters. It can free something up in you that then allows you to do something that you have struggled with before in another genre because of the genre. <laughs> like it's almost That's like such a great point. Yeah. The point of the genre might, the form itself can kind yeah. of stifle certain things. Yeah. Well, there's or expectations can enhance. Yeah. yeah. Can yeah. enhance certain things. And well, it's it makes sense funny how that the is. Dialogue, like yeah. writing historical fiction and especially like, I know how important it is to you to get yeah. things accurate and truthful and have it like how would these characters say this and and so that puts a lot of pressure on the dialogue it changes how you write the dialogue but but your more recent project is more contemporary like you can can hear people talk and and that changes things it makes it a lot easier yeah absolutely and it is interesting how all of a sudden having a character that is allowed to say things can free you up too Um, and even allowing like getting working through the allowing yourself to say those things um, giving yourself permission (laughs) I don't know as I kind of approach this before softening words and filter words were a a bigger problem Mm. but I have been freeing up myself to say things and so it's funny how that then filters into how you write the When you start freeing yourself up to say the thing that, you know, before you're like, (gasps) Um, (laughs) it's funny how then that kind of can translate into how you write it. 
it's hard to free yourself up that way, but it can also be really yeah. fun. Like it can be you really can. It can be really freeing to just and I mean, we've talked about this before, like just telling the truth on paper is scary. Yes. But when you can get past that fear, it can be yes. really freeing and it can really allow you to yeah, to to dive into different parts of yourself and to just have fun without that concern of like yes. what am I gonna think? <laughs> Yes. Just another good reason well, for using a pen and pen name. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I already I already have mine worked <laughs> out actually. Yep. And and I think there's something beautiful about that too. Like yeah. that pass to say anything and everything that you want, but also to say to yourself, you know what? Like I am going to give myself that like also a little bit of anonymity, like maybe yeah. not total anonymity, sure. but a little bit like so that I don't have to at all worry about that side of it um, yeah. because people do have opinions, unfortunately, yeah. um, especially people, you know, and it's funny because I've already had some conversations where I'm like, well, I might not. I might, there's people I probably won't tell about this book yeah, and that's okay. Sure. Like I, I feel it helps me feel safe in the yeah. writing of it and yeah. helps me feel confident in it too. So I think it's worth that yeah. of, okay, this is what I want to write. I know what it looks, feels like. I have a very clear idea of that and I don't want to water it down just to be more palatable to someone. Yeah. I think it's interesting too, like, Something else I've been leaning into is like owning what something is, because I think it's easy. And even like when we review books, we can do this, you know, like we can say, well, yeah. oh, the the pacing was slow here or the characters weren't great here. And, and those all may be true, but just as there's like there's a reader for every book. And often yeah. I feel like we gravitate towards the books that that we like and we're going to like books that are stronger in one or the other of these different categories that we've talked about yes um like i know that there are certain categories that i don't like books that are really strong in those categories <laughs> like i just don't they might do it amazingly well they might have amazing yeah. descriptions and settings and voice or whatever but yes. i tend to get bored in those books i don't like them that's why i don't read them and yeah. i think what's freed me up is like in the past i felt like i had to be good at all of these things and i'm realizing mm -hmm. that you don't like there's readers who are looking for like I spend active time trying to look for books that have really fast pacing and not a lot of description yeah. and and it you know sometimes it's hard to find them actually because everyone's trying to like have these fully fleshed out stories and and there's something really beautiful yeah. about that we need those stories too I'm not saying that but we don't but yeah absolutely and I think there are other readers who would be really annoyed with the kinds of things I like because they'd be like these characters are flat or there's no description or whatever um, you know, like everyone ha wants something different. And I think I'm realizing yes. that like, it's okay to let something be what it is and to know mm. what does, what is yes. the expectation of this genre and how can I meet those expectations and then let the other things be what they are, <laughs> you know, like, yes. um, so, I mean, I think with different genres, there's different expectations, yes. but they, as long as you meet those expectations, the readers aren't going to expect you to be good, great in everything. And that's yeah. okay too. Um, well, and I think the the readers who do expect you to be great at everything yeah. probably don't get that if you actually did what they wanted, like it would be <laughs> probably very boring. Like it yeah. would probably be very slow. Be it would heavy. probably be 
Yeah. I mean, if you were good and at that, all of these, they're just, it would be a super long book, right? Like, <laughs> absolutely. Like, but who wants to read? I mean, yeah. in general, who wants to read that type of huge saga of a romance? Very few, like very few. <laughs> and, and I do think that there's that goodness of looking at what is the flavor and what is even the sub genre, like, yes. because even as you just have very different feels yeah yes i mean think of cozy mystery versus like crime mystery like those are so different and they they read very very differently and kind of i like how you said that thinking about the books that you like because in preparation for this i actually was thinking about some of the books that i like and like drawing out what they were good at and what i I feel that I'm good at and yeah. what they were good at that I wasn't yeah. like I was thinking of Emily Henry and Sherry Thomas and yeah. you know Allie Hazelwood Stephanie Garber there's lots of like overlap but there's also lots of difference yeah. and kind of recognizing in the books that you like even what it is they do that you're connecting with that you're like oh that I can do yeah. and I can enjoy but what is it that they're doing that you're connecting with that it's like, well, that's not for me. Like, I'm not about to start writing a fantasy trilogy right now. That is not, <laughs> that's not where I'm at. <laughs> but I will enjoy them. I right. will pick them up and read them. <laughs> but I think recognizing those things in the actual writing that you're you're enjoying and then looking at the writing that you're doing, seeing like where it fits within that. I yeah. my romance brand definitely tends to be a lot more Emily Henry than something else that's a lot more faster paced. Like there yeah. tends to be a bit of bittersweetness. It tends to be a little snarky in the dialogue, have more description, and have yeah. bits of wry humor throughout. That just it tends to be what I like. So yeah. I maybe with a little bit of weirdness from Allie Hazelwood, <laughs> like <laughs> a little bit of like, wait, that was a little cringe. It was almost a little cringe. The awkwardness. Yes. <laughs> but, but, uh, we like what we like. Yes. Um, but I think recognizing that when we, all of a sudden we start writing in the things that we really, really enjoy, it is amazing how much easier it can come mm-hmm. And I think there's value in that, in recognizing that not everything has to be this slog. Like, not yeah. everything has to be, as you said, everything. Like, yeah. you can lean into whatever aspect of the genre you're talking about really fits well with you. And even try different things and see what fits well. Yeah, sometimes you don't know until you try it, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great point. And I, I think you're right that like figuring out the things you like, there is usually a lot of overlap. But I I do also think we need to we need to evaluate our own strengths and weaknesses too. Because I love yeah. I love like adore Emily Henry, you know that. But I don't think I can write the way that she does. Yeah. Like I just don't think I can hit hit those notes yet. Um, I want to someday, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not there yet. So I yeah, I think there's just so I you know like I've focused on genres that don't need to be there yet they're less literary that are less um and I think that that's been an interesting like I think I've grown from doing that yeah absolutely are you wanting to go through the list because I'm happy to if you want to like our strengths 
I don't have my yeah. my rating one in front oh, of you. Okay. But I can, we can just talk about some of them that, that were particularly I, good I'm at. Have, yeah. And I, like I said, I kind well, of. Maybe. Okay. So Laura, like, yeah. what do you think are your top three or top four? Yes. Like, I love visual. Like I am definitely visual. So I love, I love having some description and I love setting things in a place. Like I. Yeah think for me to get something grounded I actually know need to know where I'm at I love having I think with my dialogue like if I can have them banter and go back and forth like that I'm good at that I am not good at the like melodrama drama like subtlety well like, like like high emotion like stabbing yourself in the chest stuff yeah. I have to absolutely like work to that I and it's probably myself as well I mm. tend to use humor in a very like protective way so humor is easy real but the real stuff underneath is not yeah. so that I have to work towards I love um sensory stuff which could be part of description but I think sometimes we forget that them sense like having sensory interactions even like the touch of your fingers and how it feels to have something sometimes we have it on the higher level like this is a kiss rather than the brush of someone's lips I love getting into like the detail of that stuff uh -huh. um a lot I am not good at like really digging in with conflict. And th that's, it's something that I have to work on to actively like grab where's the tension? What is the thing in this moment that is causing, like, what is it that they have to overcome obstacle wise that they have to work beyond I have to remind myself of those type of things so those things don't come naturally I do thankfully I'm not writing like hey I could not get away with writing a thriller or anything like that that has to be like pulled tight the entire way like that would drive me nuts I love having moments of cozy and so that the reminder of like okay where's my tension and how do I bring it out that mm -hmm. doesn't come easily um it's definitely something that I have to work on and and really like priming the stakes in general of the like we've talked about it being you know death and even when I know the stakes and we've talked about this before kind of even when you know what the potential is especially yeah. if it's something that is a little more on the abstract side how do you bring it out how yeah. do you possibly have the stakes primed in a way that's very actual that yeah, I the have, audience really again, needs to know what yeah. those stakes are absolutely yeah. yeah and what would you say yours are well I think Structure and thought are strengths of mine. I mean, that's what I do with clients largely. And I think I have a good sense of like logic of what comes next or what should yeah. come next, that like progression and kind of the like plot beats usually come pretty naturally to me or kind of know, can sense yeah. like, okay, this is where this should happen. Um, so I think that is probably one of my biggest strengths. And like I said, it's what I use 
with clients or do mostly with clients and things like that. Um, I think dialogue is a strength for me. It's usually easy. Um, I don't know that I have like, it's, I'm, humor is not a strength. So I don't know that I'm like the wittiest, funniest dialogue, but I think that my dialogue usually reads naturally. I don't think it's particularly stilted or anything like that. Like, I think it's, it's something people point out as a strength. And I think like my, I think like on a scene level, especially like conflict and, and tension are pretty much are pretty good strengths of mine. Like I'm usually pretty good at knowing stakes naturally. I don't think in my current projects, just because of the genre they are, I'm using yeah. that strength necessarily, but I do think that that's a more natural strength for me. Yeah. Um, I like fast pacing. Like, so, and I, I think I am, my pacing tends to be fast, but that also goes hand in hand with like, I, I want something to pull me along and I need something to pull me along yeah. as a reader. And so I, I, as a writer, I usually, there's either some, some little bit of tension or some clear stakes or some question yeah. I haven't answered. Like um, often those things come first to me in a story. Like I know mm-hmm. the problem or the obstacle or the like yeah. um, thing I want to keep hidden from the reader, like this kind of thing, but I don't know how to solve it. And that's what sometimes hard. Yeah. Um, I I find that so fascinating because often character comes first for me and it is kind of it is funny how when you come at something from different directions they do kind of have natural things that you could kind of fall into yeah (laughs) I I think that's that's really fascinating yeah it's it's been really interesting to kind of think through that a little bit so I think there are genres that play to those strengths that I haven't tried yet that I may never try because I don't read them or like them. Um, like, I, th- I think I could probably write a thriller, but I think that, and I think it would play to some of my strengths, but I, it wouldn't have enough romance yeah. for me. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I need romance. I mean, maybe a romantic thriller, but like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, even those like don't have quite enough romance for me. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. Like, I, and it's almost like you need to write a romantic book with thrilling elements in it which definitely could exist it could but it's not very marketable yeah it's true but I I think that the process is a good one and a good one to revisit like as you get new information yes because I'm also in the process of reading of writing a YA um romance Mm. and there's different things that are um that play to my strengths but also that are challenging for that um yeah I would say that there's some things that write so much faster in the adult one I'm writing right now contemporary romance than in the YA one um because in some ways it's kind of a very different field very different expectations and kind of getting yourself into that mindset I I think you know we have talked about reading ones within the genre yes I think it absolutely does help to kind of reconnect you um, reading things within that genre, ones that you like, but also ones that are just a good example of the genre and what people are reading in it are really helpful. Yeah. The co-writing project I'm doing is a gothic romance, which obviously doesn't play to my strengths in a lot of ways, like lots of, you know, voice and description and things like that, which yeah. thankfully the person I'm writing with is good at. But I think it's, it's been interesting. Cause like, I don't know that I would have said um, necessarily that tension or conflict were strengths of mine until this project. And until realizing like, mm. Oh, those are things that I'm adding and like things that um, not that she's not adding that either, but 
like yeah. it's just things you notice I think sometimes I mean we yes. talk about this with characters too like you you character contrast makes characters stand out more and so I, yes. I'm finding that even like when you can contrast your writing with someone else's whether that's reading an author's book and being like okay here's the things that are similar and here's the things that are really different in my writing from that or whether it's like actively co-writing with someone and seeing those contrasts you yeah. know actively on the page there's a lot you can learn from that um well we, we should wrap up but this is been a delight. I'm very excited about your projects, friends. And yeah, we encourage you to to try this. Get a little bit experimental. Rate yourself. It's hard. We get it. Maybe ask some other people too who've read your work how they yeah. would rate you on things. Because sometimes we don't have clear, clear vision of our own work either. So yeah, keep reading, keep writing, and keep putting your work out into the world. <laughs>